This episode of the Macworld Podcast is all about your hot takes. You have thoughts on the latest Apple happenings, so let's talk about them on the show. Stay tuned. Welcome to Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Uh, so this episode is about reader hot takes, in particular about two stories that seem to get people's... Uh, I don't want to say blood boiling. Oh, one of them, one of them blood, blood was definitely boiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's from our Macworld Twitter feed and a couple comments from our Facebook uh, page. Uh, we thought we'd share and respond to what you wrote. Uh, all of the comments mentioned in the show can be seen in the show notes for this podcast on Macworld.com. So let's get started. The first major story is about what happened this past weekend. Not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> More specific to Apple, Coda, uh, the major movie on Apple TV, uh, won Best Picture at the 94th Academy Awards this past Sunday. Uh, I keep saying that I'm going to see it, but I keep putting it off. Yeah, I'm me gonna, too. I'm gonna, <laughs> we don't have much to talk about because I haven't seen it either. At NathanGF11 on Twitter, uh, kind of shares a sentiment that I have about Coda. He tweeted... I'm glad the Lifetime Network finally won an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems like a, yeah, it's a very sweet kind of sanitized, you know, non-controversial movie. It's not a surprising win in the sense that this is the kind of thing that often is nominated for a Best Picture or wins, like regardless of where it appeared, that that which streaming service, you know, it's the uh, the at-home distributor or whatever. You either have these big, lush, period piece type things, or you have this. The, 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 the high-end sci-fi stuff and the superhero stuff and all those things, they always win all these technical awards, but they never win this kind of thing. Right. So it's not it's not weird. Like, I understand the sentiment. Like, it's a Lifetime movie or whatever, but I think it's it's pretty standard Oscar bait. What, what was interesting to me is that it's full of no-name actors. Like, there's not one linchpin supporting actor person who's a name you've heard of or anything. Well, Mar Marley Maitland, Matlin has um, she's she's known, but yeah, it's not it's not a marquee name for sure. Yeah, that's not a household name at all, which which you often find in these kind of things. But and it won three Academy Awards: yeah. uh, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay, which I didn't know it was a screenplay adaptation either. It was a different, it was, it was a movie, a French, it was a French movie and yeah. they adapted it for English. And uh, what's interesting. So a couple of things, one, it's the first streaming service released movie to win best picture, which is yeah. you know interesting. Netflix has to be so mad because they've been racking up nominations for years now. Yeah. And they had one in this, they had what was the odds on favorite for a while. And then it kind of lost favor that, that, um, yeah. power of the dog movie. People thought that was a shoe in. And then all of a sudden caught started winning a bunch of these awards. So yeah, I mean, Apple it's, you know, it's historic, I suppose. Eventually, ultimately everyone will forget about it in a couple of years or maybe even a couple of weeks, but it's a, you know, it's a, it's a big deal for Apple to get that kind of, you know, notch in its belt. It has a lot to do with the pandemic in the sense that a lot of movies have been delayed and they didn't get released the way they should have been. And it right. was a, yeah. 21 was kind of a weird year. You're not in theaters. Yeah. So, and they all yeah, have so. to appear in theaters by a certain date and all right. that stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's part of it. 
but you know, kudos to Apple. It's so what's interesting is it's not an Apple Studios production. They just bought it. Yeah, they bought it. They won. They they won the bidding war from Sundance. It was a Sundance movie that that was looking for a distributor, and they won the distribution rights. Uh, mean, AKA they paid the most money. It, which it's not the first one of those <laughs> they've done either, where they just roll up to South by Southwest or, or Sundance yep. or something with a big old checkbook and start buying good movies. Yeah, they they paid twenty five million for it, according to you know industry sources, which you know is not that much considering it. What it's a lot costs. for that kind of movie, it's, right? Like that indie type, yeah, yeah, and for the production stud, right? So, I mean. I don't think it was an expensive movie to make. Uh, right. It's not like what I think Apple paid over a hundred million for the the Tom Hanks submarine movie. What was it called? Shh. Greyhound. Uh, yeah. Uh, which was finished by Sony, and Sony decided they weren't going to release it in theaters, yeah. and they were looking for somebody to take it off their hands and soften the blow. Um, but that's a big special effects extravaganza, right? And this is a much more affordable movie to make. Well, I saw a lot of comments online that people were kind of somewhat discrediting Apple because they paid for the movie. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, and we're going to be posting an article about this later today. Um, like, you usually don't hear about the production, the distrib- distributor. Like, it's not like Paramount won Best Picture. It's the director or the actor or the movie. In this sense, because it's the first service, Apple's attached to every single headline and everything that you read and they really had nothing to do with it other than having deep pockets i mean we heard about this it, it, the same thing happened before when the streaming services started to get nominations for th- for movies that they paid for like so when netflix started getting best picture nominations years ago they were you know their their first ones it, that was the headline that netflix is nominated for a best picture you know Right, because it's, well, when it's, it's novel. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but like you said, they're just the distributor. They paid for it. They didn't, they're not the production company. And even when they are the production company, that's not who you hear about winning right. Best Picture. You hear right. that they, they say the director or something. Martin Scorsese wins ben, de, Best Picture for his, you know, Gangs of New York or something. So it's a little weird. <laughs> it's yeah. that Apple, that's that Apple halo of like everything Apple does is an Apple thing. Well, Netflix would have gotten the, the the headline too, yeah. Presumably, you know, because it's it's easy to to kind of attach those two. But it's it's a funny thing when we're paying for these services and we associate everything that's inside them with the company, and it's not, you know, they just some of them are made, like yeah. Morning Show and Severance, like they make all that stuff, but they also buy a bunch of stuff. And uh, even even like Morning Show is a good example. This is exactly like Morning Show. It's not an Apple Studios production. It's a Hello Sunshine production. They shop right, it right. around. That's, they that's make it all themselves and Apple writes them the check. So, you know, and it's exclusive. All of them are exclusive regardless of weather. So if you're ever reading news about a new series or something and you want to know if Apple's actually the production company, it will say it's an Apple Studios production, whereas everything else will just mention Apple TV or Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I'm looking... There aren't many Apple Studios productions. There aren't. Out. It's, it's, fact, I don't know if there are any. It's it's a lot to make uh, uh, doing real television. Oh, there are some that are out. Yeah. Um, there's, I'm looking on Wikipedia. I don't know how accurate it is or up to date it is, but there's one in December of 21 called Swan Song. Yep. That that was out. That was an Apple Studios and production. I'm, 
and uh oh the the one that just came out with sam jackson that one that's apple studios and also and also we we crashed so relatively recently uh did they start did their stuff start ramping up yeah actually getting finished and and released yep and there's a bunch that are planned now i just want to make clear that i'm not saying coda is a bad movie uh, it's just that it's not usually the kind of movie I would see. A lot of people like this kind of movie and would see it regardless of the quality. So I, I would go see it because I've heard it's a good movie. Sure. And also it's on my TV and I can watch it whenever I want, which is convenient. Yep. And I've heard like I've 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 heard from a few people who have seen it, some who like that kind of movie. By that kind of movie, I mean like a you know, a very kind of uh tear jerking drama. Real world drama, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they've said it's great. Like, you know, everyone who have seen it and the reviews are fantastic. So I'm sure even if you don't like that kind of movie, you will enjoy it. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing you're going to have to suffer through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, we should also bring out that apparently Apple is not going to allow it to be re-released in theaters, which is unusual. Usually when something wins Best Picture, it's out of theaters. They give it another little run. So people can see it in theaters, even if it's uh, available on some home streaming service or something. Apparently, Apple's not doing that. It's a, Apple TV Plus or nothing, you guys, I guess. They want to push people to the service. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting if they made it free, but they don't seem to be doing that either. If they just put it up there for a week or something just so people can watch it. But Did it have a free run in theaters before the uh, Academy Awards happened? Well, not free. I think it had a f- but it did have well, a... It wasn't free. So I thought it was it, free. It, not in theaters, no. You had to so, pay to go see it in theaters. <laughs> okay. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the theaters don't want to just, yeah, come on in. It did have a theatrical run, though. They all have to, to qualify. Uh, just to clarify, Roman's right. It looks like it was free in February, right? Before, leading up to the, uh, uh, there was a, a run of free showings, yeah. Oh, like a specific theater had a right. yeah, run yeah. of free showings? Okay, yeah. that's, yeah. I wonder if that's a normal thing. It probably is. Like a certain a certain theater chain in LA or something has free showings right. or something. Right. But yeah, it was a very, very, very limited theatrical release. I think it has to go into theaters in order to be qualified for the for the. I'm not 100 percent sure if that's still true, but I know it used to be. It is, uh, and it. I think they've changed the rules in the last few years because Netflix was mad about that. Yeah. So were. then, I mean, it used to not even be an issue. Because everything, where else would right, it be? Right, right. And then Netflix got mad that, like, what, we have to put our stuff in theaters now? Now we have to go find a theatrical distributor and work a big deal. So then they bought their own theater mm-hmm. in LA that's just fine. We'll throw it, we'll show it ourselves in one theater for like a week or two weeks or whatever the minimum is. And then we qualify and stuff. So now I think, and, and I might be misremembering this, that it has to show at a certain number of theaters or something like that. Or for a certain amount of time or something. So they, Netflix can't get away with just buying their own theater just to show their own stuff. Venice Ryu and Chris Cops on Facebook both said Coda is a great movie. Apple's kind of on a roll with Apple TV. They've bit, got, yeah. 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 They got the uh, best yeah. comedy with Ted Lasso. Yeah. That was the Emmy. It's, it's starting to get to be where there's a lot of good stuff to watch. I really kind of wonder where they'd be. If not for the pandemic, the pandemic, obviously, like right as they were ramping up production, shut down all these productions and delayed everything a lot. And a lot of their second season shows were delayed months and months. 
you know, all their all their big debut shows, their second seasons didn't launch on time and stuff. So I'm I'm curious what kind of momentum that cost them, but it feels like it's starting to catch up. And also, so yeah, the pandemic kind of was bad time, and it was also good timing in the sense that they gave uh, Apple TV a captive audience for a while, mm-hmm. and I'm sure gained some some uh, some eyeballs. I remember Jason, you saying way back when that in order to be successful, they needed to release something new every week, like get to the point. And I'm looking at their schedule, and it's pretty close. They're getting close. Really, more than that, if you want to count movies, because the movies just gives you the day, but. You, you basically need to be able to sit down and watch something that you want to watch on Apple TV every night. But that, that could just be the next episode of a show. So they need to, and the shows stack up because there's like 10 episodes and a new and one released every week or whatever. They don't do the binge thing. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's right. a weekly thing where you got to stay. But still, if they scratched. if there's three shows you're watching, they're all overlapping. And now that's filling up a lot of your time. But yeah, they need to. There needs to be at least a new release every week, and they're, they're kind of getting there. It's getting very close, and they're you know they had very much prioritized quality over quantity as opposed to Netflix that puts on a lot of stuff to appeal to a bunch <laughs> of different people. And, you know, uh, we're literally watching a Netflix show called "Is It Cake." Oh, I am watching that too. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My son, my son loves it. He loves it. I, I dislike, and I forgot that Mikey, whatever his name, uh, Mikey Day. Day. I'm not a huge fan of his his shtick, no. but the show is fun. My 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 son, he's 10 years old. He every night he's like, "Can we watch Ways a Cake?" <laughs> that would never be an Apple TV show. They although they did have CarPlay Car Karaoke to start this whole venture, so maybe that was technically the first Apple TV Plus show, kinda. Kinda. That was actually it was on Apple Music. Apple Music, and yeah. then I think they right. moved. They made the episodes available on there or something. But and then they had that Planet of the Apps thing that I don't think anyone actually watched. That thing that was a test. Yeah, that was sort of flash. like their test thing. Yeah. And I think they just said like, "All right, look, we're not doing yeah. this." Yeah. <laughs> Shark Tank for apps. It was terrible. Can you even find Planet of the Apps? I, I don't know um, where. I've never seen it. I don't know where where I would have found it, but. They had some name. It was Will I Am. Was I think Gwyneth Paltrow might have been involved. Yeah, it was. It was Shark Tank, but with apps. It was. Uh, Did it even generate like an app that was made? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> so speaking of shows that you're watching, so you guys are watching on Netflix. Uh, is it cake? Uh, I'm watching on Apple TV. I've been watching Severance, and awesome. I'm really, I'm really I'm, enjoying I'm, that show. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Severance. I was, I was kind of iffy on it for like three quarters of the first episode, and then I got hooked. Hmm. And it's really good. If you like uh, the the movie, the Charlie Kaufman movie, um, what the what? Jason, help me. I don't know. You can't give me more than that. <laughs> the, <laughs> not not adaptation. The other one. Being John. Yes, Malcolm, being John Malcolm. Oh, okay. okay. It's very much in that vein. That's true. Yeah, and it's it's so good. It's just it. I mean, it, it it touches on all sorts of different like you know real world issues, but is also completely and totally out there. But there's also a mystery in there. It's really yeah. good. It's really good. I agree. Severance is is uh, top notch. It's it's unsettling. It's it's one of those things yeah. where they do a great job of just making things not not just the story or whatever, but the entire set design and production yeah. design does this great it job is. of making you feel like everything is too like controlled and mm-hmm. and it's 
off and it's weird and you're like what are they doing and what year is it and just right. like it's so it's so weird yeah it's it's excellent and like the mystery kind of unravels piece by yeah piece, but not we're really. deep it's in mystery um good performances all around nobody jumps out at you but oh my god every time christopher walken and yeah. um, john Turturro yeah. have a scene together you're just like i'm just like wringing my hands i'm like oh yes they're so good yeah. they're so brilliant together yeah yeah, it's a show. I hope I hope it gets recognized during uh, Emmy Awards season. So. Yeah, I wonder because so. it's a it's a it's I, I don't know what it's a little of off kilter. Has. Yeah, right. right. Like like my parents wouldn't enjoy it. I don't think it's definitely not Ted, Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not an everyman show. It's weird because to me it it reminds me of the the kind of sci fi movies that were made like in the seventies and stuff, like before star Wars changed everything. And that's what a sci-fi movie had to be. There were a lot of these like kind of dystopian mm-hmm. sci-fi movies that had like small and simple sets. And they were about an, a weird idea and they had small casts and stuff, you know, and it, it feels like that, except that it's all the production values are really good. And I just finished um, the third season. I think it is of um, man, my mind doesn't work today. The, the, uh, Oh, a uh, uh, servant. Servant, yes. Which was which not I, to be confused <laughs> with Severance. Very different. Right, very. I don't know where it's going. Like it's one of those shows where it piles like mystery upon mystery upon mystery, but it's it's intriguing and it's entertaining. And yeah, I don't know how long they're gonna gonna last, but it's good. They missed a real opportunity having merch for Severance. Yeah. Right. Merch like, right. Well, I think they do have Ted Ted Lasso stuff. But yeah, they, there is some Ted Lasso stuff. There's some official things and stuff but like in particular office stuff like mugs and stuff like that that are like lumen corporation stuff and and things about like severance and stuff you know there was i saw somebody who made their own mug and it says like you don't have to be severed to work here but it helps and it's got like the logo with the like little cut in it and stuff and i'm like this is they should be making this stuff like this is i would have any of these things <laughs> would it would it undermine apple's whole thing if it started selling like merch like that i don't i don't think so if it's quality i mean they sell apple merch they have a ted lasso merch store yes yeah, someone does it's not apple per se but yeah I guess oh, it is somebody so? somebody distributes it it's not like on apple.com where you can search for ted lasso and get a t-shirt oh it's the warner brothers shop yeah because it is a that's a warner brothers show another not an apple studios production so some good stuff coming from apple tv apple actually announced they expanded a little bit about their deal with mlb with major league baseball they had announced was it during the peak performance Mm -hmm. event that they had a deal and they announced a few more details about it it starts on april 8th uh, and they announced the schedule 12 weeks starting on april 8th there are double headers on friday nights the first, they said it's the first half of the schedule. So obviously, there'll be 12 more or however many weeks of baseball there are. I'm interested to see how that's pulled off because there is sort of a lot of production that wraps around a sporting event. And I wonder how Apple's going to handle that. Right. They say there will be live pre and post game show. Right. But we don't know, like, but who's. We don't even know, like, they need a, they need broad broadcast teams at the ballparks we that's what i mean are yeah. either yeah are they handled by the local mlb franchises the same people who individual parks tend to put those things on and then they contract with yeah. 
yeah. whatever. But like when you watch it on ESPN, that is then again, the pre and post game is wrapped up that by the ESPN team, not the local. T- so this, it, I'm, I'm guessing it's the local team. It's the same people you'd hear if you listen to them on the radio or watched I, on. Uh, you mean, I, you mean the, play, the, the play-by-play? Talking about uh, yeah the the play by play and um and uh, the pre and post game stuff right I doubt it I'm sure they have their own um, their own people doing the play by play like they must have their own broadcast team just like when you watch you know a football game on on ESPN versus NBC you're getting different people and they're football's you know, like Joe, that but but baseball baseball is too you know they have Joe Buck and you know the guys that they they do the broadcast for the networks and stuff like I'm sure there's gonna be Apple announcers. Hmm. And then another crew in in whatever studio doing their wrap up too. I don't know when I would watch like for example like the Giants games in San Francisco because that's why our local thing and you'd have to tune into a broadcast thing to watch it. But it would be Giants play by play and announcers and stuff. And then their pre and post game would be it put on by the network, but it would be the local people. So I'm wondering, yeah, these are all the things we don't know. These are all things they haven't announced. Like, yeah. what does this look like on Apple, on Apple service? And, um, and and how long are they? We should mention that it's not available everywhere. Uh, it's only, what is it, eight countries, I want to say. It's uh, U.S., Canada, Australia, Brazil, Japan, Mexico, Puerto Rico, South Korea, and the U.K. So okay. all of those countries will be able to watch these doubleheaders and free. Yeah, they won't need a subscription. Not yeah. no, no, don't even need an Apple ID. Just go to tv.apple.com or fire up the TV app on anything that has the TV app on it, and you'll be able to watch. And someone importantly, free of uh, blackouts. Like that's where you're going to watch it. Wherever you live, you're going to watch that game on that night. Yes. Uh, yeah, free of blackouts, and and like yeah, these are the games no matter where you live. The, the right. same doubleheader. Is. In fact, I wonder if it blacks out the local broadcast. It probably does. Like I live in Connecticut, so the Red Sox games will probably only be there, and the, the games on on Nesson. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious if won't. they will, if you will be able to watch these anywhere else. Uh, yeah. I, I know they're ex- these games are exclusive here, but I, the local franchising is so weird with this stuff. So yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's a very interesting deal and somewhat unprecedented for baseball other yes. than like ESPN and, and playoff stuff. Yep. Like this is a big deal. Uh, so at the end of that press release that just came out today, they say presentation details, including additional game schedules through the regular season, which we know broadcast mm-hmm. teams, production enhancements and pre and post game coverage will be announced at a later date. So that later date is going to be within the next week and a half. Cause this starts. Yeah, cause it starts. <laughs> I'm also curious about things like what's their, how's their quality going to be and stuff like streaming quality and all that's yeah, always it, been kind of an issue with some like live streaming, uh, things like sporting events and everything. There are very few 4k, uh, live shows, live, um, um, games, uh, mm-hmm. Fox had the, the Super Bowl a few years ago and a couple of playoff games this year, or maybe one playoff game this year. And that's it. Uh, a couple of, uh, Major League Baseball playoff games last year, but otherwise there's not many. So yep. if they do a doubleheader 4K every week, that is a big deal, big yep. deal. And they don't say that conspicuously. They don't say that in the in the announcement. So the only mention of 4K is Apple TV 4K. So I don't. I wonder know. if they will prioritize 60 hertz instead, which is sort yeah. of a thing with sports. They often 
you know, for a long time, all sports was in 720p because that was you just either 720p 60 hertz or 1080i 30 hertz uh, mm-hmm. when they were concerned with broadcast with that stuff. And the, the higher frame rate looked better. I'm wondering, you know, are, are, is it going to be at a higher frame rate? It's going to be 60. Yeah. I, and Apple doesn't live stream a lot of stuff. Like their their streaming quality for pre-recorded stuff is awesome. It is yeah. top tier. For sure. Absolutely. But they don't, outside of, they do their own live events. That's about it. Like, which is, which I mean, it's been years now, but they were fantastic when they did them. The production yeah. quality was better than any any other uh, tech event, but that's oh, I just mean like compared to a straight up game. streaming quality, like how yeah, good is yeah, yeah. the stream? And it's, it's, I mean, they, they were, they had all kinds of issues with them way back when, but it's been yeah, years. Long, yeah. It's been a long time. And now they live stream pre-recorded stuff now. So who knows how that, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely just super yeah. curious about what it's going to look like. Yeah. Agreed. And it's one thing that Netflix does not have like that's true. They don't yeah. have anything resembling. They, they, yeah, they're they're trying to get away from this being reliant on licensing things. They just want to own it. Well, it's interesting too because MLB has their own app, yeah. and you can stream games through the well, app. Kind of. That's been the worst kinda. Kinda. all it's the a, time. It's right. A, it's it's a, never a, been very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the they game you care about the most is your home team, which you can't stream. It's always, ever. even if it's the, so. They, they right. They have a free free game of the day, but if it's if it's within your area, you can't watch. Right. <laughs> So the yeah. the regional lockouts always made that like yeah. only of use to people who really want to watch other people's games all the time. Right, right, right. So we'll be able to check that out on April eighth. The first game starts at seven p.m. Eastern. It's the New York Mets versus the Washington Nationals. That's followed up by the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels. That's scheduled at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time. I wonder. That's two. Well, and that's half another hours. question. What if the first game goes extra innings? What do they do? Oh, there's just separate streams. I think for the separate games. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's not I, just one channel. Correct. There is. There is, however, separate from this double header thing, uh, for Apple TV subscribers, a live twenty four hour. Uh, not live, a 24-hour streaming baseball channel. With highlights be, and stuff. Be promoting, and it'll be highlights and old games and classic games and all kinds of stuff like that. That's part of this whole MLB deal, but it's not mm-hmm. the doubleheader. It's for TV Plus subscribers and stuff. And I think that's only available in the U.S. and Canada, actually. And presumably, you'll be able to watch like replays of these games on that as well, I would think. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's like a live stream. It's like just tuning into like... ESPN baseball or whatever. Like it's all baseball all the time and it's a stream that actually, you know what it reminds me of? It's they have on Apple music. They have a music videos channel. Yep. That's like a streaming and it's, you don't get to pick anything. It's, it's, you know, they just feed up MTV style, just feed up videos to you all the time. This is going to be like that, but baseball. So circle your calendar. If you're into that. Yeah. Most, most of the games started seven. A couple of them started eight. Uh, this is all, all all Eastern time, and they, you know, I I'm not counting, but it looks like nearly every MLB team is represented in one of the two games over the first twelve weeks. Like it, they're not they're not playing favorites to like the Dodgers and the Yankees. Like yeah. it's all over the place, which is great. Super. I mean, I'm I'm a big baseball fan, so I'm excited for that reason. But um, I just like Jason was saying, I want to know all those answers. Like, what does it look like, and who's doing the show, and and who's doing the call, and all that stuff. 
And what do they, what do they do when there's a uh, like between innings? There's, they have commercials. Do they advertise their own shows? Like, there's a lot of questions here. Yeah, there's a lot of dead time in baseball, and they cut to commercials. And there's a lot of forced dead time in baseball, where it's like, well, uh, we need a commercial break, and we're between plays, and we're just going to hang out for a minute until the TV has a commercial. And what do they do? <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see how they pull off this production. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be great. We don't have any reason to think it won't be, but. Our next set of hot takes is about a YouTuber who set out to make an adapter so he can use the magic mouse while it's charging. And he eventually discovers something many of us knew already, that the mouse is inactive while it's charging. Uh, We posted an article about the video by Unnecessary Inventions. And uh, surprisingly, it generated a lot of feedback from you, the dear Macworld readers. I don't understand why people were so invested about this. Yeah, there were a lot of strong opinions. At Mark H underscore B tweeted, the mouse can't be used while it's charging because Apple wants you to buy more than one mouse. (laughs) It's a cash grab, nothing more. At Benj Edwards, who used to contribute to Macworld, Mm -hmm. uh, tweeted, Apple probably purposely makes the magic mouse non-functional when it's charging, assumed to be upside down or sideways to avoid accidental input. Yeah, that's my guess. At David Crandon tweeted, Apple may have designed it intentionally like this so that people did not constantly leave it plugged in while using it. If they did, this would shorten battery life somewhat. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, he also says it's possible they designed it this way by accident. At Na tweeted, It's been obvious for years that Apple prefers trackpads to mice and stopped putting any real effort into the magic mouse. Well, that's, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean that if you make a mouse, it shouldn't be good. Also true. And if you keep selling a mouse in 2022, <laughs> then stop yeah. selling it. Like, like when this was it. new, it was, it's, you right. know, a big deal. And it was like, why, well, why, why do you plug this in the bottom? <laughs> I don't know if it's because of time or something, but um, people seem to forget that John, this was the mouse was created during the peak Johnny Ive era. Yeah. And for people who don't know, I'm sure you, most people know, but Johnny Ive was kind of the design guru. He's been away from Apple long enough now that there might be some people who don't know who he is. You think so? Maybe. I mean, it's been it's been it's been a few years. Not necessarily our leader, our our listeners. But there might be a few people. The thing is, he hated ports. Yeah. He hated ports. It took us till like this year to get our ports back on Max and stuff. So maybe that's an indication that some future, there will be a future mouse and you'll be able to actually plug it in and use it at the same time. And you can imagine Johnny Ive saying, I can't have this port disrupting my my beautiful design, my elegant, beautiful design. It just disrupts the flow of it. You can see him doing that. You can see him saying that. I mean, the ergonomics are bad for the sake of design. It's it's the mouse is too flat. Yeah, I remember I bought one when it came out, and it was it's awful. It's (laughs) you forget about the charging. It's fingertip mouse, and it's too flat to fit in your hand, and it's got they're. Some people out there who make like 3D printed and stuff, little sheaths you put on top of them to make them fit your hand and stuff. Like that shouldn't be an issue you have with your. Yeah. your and, you know, technically they just came out with a new one with Mac Studio that's black. So they're yeah. still actively making new ones that are the same. Yeah. I mean, that's a color switch, but it's still. Yeah. They're not going to redesign and make a new one until there's an actual. No, new but one. they can stop. 
They, I mean, just sell the track bit at this point. Like that's the 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 thing that right support you mice. With, you yes. want to support mice if someone has a third party mouse, but right. There's no reason to uh, to sell a new one. I got to tell you, know, you the latest thing in sort of the PC space uh, with gamers and stuff are these super ultra light mouse mice. Mm-hmm. Like these mice where they've done everything to take out every little gram of weight, and it's hard to go back. Once you use that, like you don't, every other mouse feels like you're dragging a, yeah. a bag of sand around a, <laughs> the desktop. Once you use that, it's 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 amazing. I, I feel like Apple should go that route. They should make a new mouse, and it's like, how lightweight can we make it? Can we make this ridiculously lightweight? I mean, that would be a very Apple thing to do. Sure. Yeah. At Honk, Jay Honk tweeted, the biggest mystery is why Apple makes such a horrific mouse design at all. I mean, yep. seriously, you don't make a mouse look like a car just because you make it fit a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we just kind of talked about that a little bit. Eric Bajorgan on Facebook said, for a company that pretty much single-handedly re- is responsible for popularizing the mouse, I can't recall them ever making one that was any good. Not since the iMac. Like the the iMac is where it started being bad. Yeah. Every every mouse since then has not been good. Their mice in yeah. the back in the old Mac SE days and stuff like that were fine. They were everyone's mouse was ugly, and theirs was ugly and worked fine. Everyone had a ball that got gummed up with gunk and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Theirs was fine. I remember the the Pro mouse that looked so nice and just <laughs> was not good. It was just like that that single piece of whatever plasticine. You yeah, know where to click, and you know, it, but it was it was nice look. It was a nice looking. The mouse. whole thing was a rocker that clicked. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next one had that little little rolly thing at the top. That yeah. was also a, uh, a nightmare for scrolling. Way too small. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna make yeah. a scroll wheel that's like a trackball that goes in every mm-hmm. direction, which was a, not a good but like, idea. Like 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 an IBM trackball. Like it was like a little eraser. It was so small. Right. <laughs> Except it rolled. It was a ball, and it right. rolled, and it's right. which which would pinch your fingers, and it was like ah, oh, the whole thing was terrible. <laughs> like who? Why? Why did you do this? Wouldn't it be neat if you could scroll left and right? Well, that's what the whole mouse is for. Like You're right. <laughs> the whole mouse goes left and right. Right. And for a while there, Steve Jobs did not want to have, didn't believe that you should have a second button on a mouse. He always thought one button was enough. Which is ironic because the OS has had core functions to hold down like command and click, (laughs) you know, forever. Which is the, which is what the second button is. I mean, that's how it is on MacBooks. Yeah. They resisted that for a long time. They, their PCs had two and even three button mice forever before They finally got realized that you do not have one finger. Yeah. I mean, when was the first, was it the studio mouse? Was that the first one that had the right click? It was, it's, it was like 2010 or something. It wasn't, uh, <laughs> it was relatively recently where they actually, uh, yeah, I don't you remember. know, supported yeah. the second click. I don't remember either, but it was, it wasn't, it, it was wasn't like 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the first mouse after the iMac puck mouse. Which was, I think, just called the USB mouse back then, or something. But the the one yeah. that was shaped like a the, puck that was yeah. that was a one button mouse, and I think the first one after that. Had... The, well, that, yeah, that was the Pro mouse. That was definitely one button, and then maybe the one I think it was the Studio mouse or something they called it hmm. with the rolly ball. I don't remember, but yeah, it, a, a long history of not wanting to use the mouse yeah. that came with your with your Mac. <laughs> a lot of people complain about how you have to turn the Magic Mouse over to charge it. 
at Brian C. Bach tweeted, uh, the other thing people don't seem to mention is how fast it charges. Take a potty or coffee break and there's enough juice to finish the day. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I, f- I forget how long it takes, but it's what? Maybe 10 minutes to get enough for a whole day? Like everything else with a with the battery, it charges faster at the lower part and then slows down yeah. when it's yeah. nearly full. But even a full charge doesn't take that long. Like it's not – if it's getting low and you plugged it in and went on your lunch break and came back, it would probably be good for weeks, you know? <laughs> What's confounding about this – and uh, before I forget, thank you for not talking about all the people who wanted me fired for writing this article. <laughs> Oh, I was getting to that. Just point out a YouTube video. Everybody's I like, literally That's all the I did. Last yeah, I was, I was, call, I was, I was a clickbait uh, jerk. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, so much. But what what's weird about the Magic Mouse is that Apple makes a Magic Keyboard mm-hmm. and a Magic Trackpad that have a port on the back for plugging it in mm-hmm. and works while charging. Why yeah. is it so stubborn? With Magic Mouse, it doesn't make any sense to me, which is why I wrote the article and said, all right, so this is this is why they did it, because they do not want you using it plugged in. They want you to turn the thing out so you physically can't use it while yeah. it's plugged in. And I just don't understand why they just, what's the big deal? I mean, obviously, the port would need to be in a different spot. And, right, it would have to be coming out the, the, the back end of it, and you plug it in, and or that's, the front. that's that. Or the, the, the ones, the you'd want it in the front, because you don't want that mouse cord going down the bottom where your hand goes. But that's what every Logitech and whatever mouse that's a wireless mouse with an integrated battery like that charges. Yeah, yeah right. You just you, you plug a thing, you, you know, a in. razor or whatever. You right. plug a thing in the front end, and now it's a wired mouse while it charges, which is what the the keyboard and stuff do. They become a wired a, wired, a wired connection. Yeah, yeah. It basically turns the Bluetooth off. I mean, if I plugged in my trackpad to charge it and it stopped working, I'd tear my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Those, those, the key, the keyboard and the trackpad obviously have the charge port on the back because they're thinner than the lightning plug. Like if the yeah, lightning no. plug can't fit vertically, it's too long. <laughs> like that's how thin those devices are. That's true. Yeah, um, even even at the thickest end of the wedge, it's probably a little bit, a little bit too thick. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't think a lightning port on the front of one of those mice would like destroy the no. beautiful design or anything. It just not in the slightest. In fact, it might help because it would raise it a little bit and make it a little more ergonomically friendly. Well, yeah, the whole it's it, it's just it's amazing to me that this is still how they continue to sell this thing. I do think that the the disabling the sensor and stuff while it's charging is deliberate so that you don't act, get accidental. Like if you're moving it around or you've got it on its side and you're hand or cord or something brushes by it you don't want your mouse cursor moving so i think it's like while it's charging we don't want you to accidentally move your mouse cursor yeah yeah i could i could see that and some people said that and yeah i can see that point for sure Mm -hmm. that it's it's a you know chicken and egg thing which came first the not charging or the or or the not working (laughs) or the or the weird charging i mean obviously the decision to Put the charge port on the bottom was the first, like, <laughs> and and the mystery we will never know. We will never get an answer from Apple about why did you do this dumb thing. Yeah, Apple Studios should make that movie. <laughs> How they designed the Magic Mouse. <laughs> yeah, they can make it a mini series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight episodes of the Magic Mouse. They call it Severance Two or something like that. 
Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 786. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. Thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.